Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello. Hello, we are back. With the continuation of the cocktail code. Yep. And continuation to the second item. Right. So we (laughs) last session we spoke, we had an extended session. We did. Because we wanted to recap. What does that stand for anyway? Recapitulate (laughs) or something like that. Um, We all know what recap is, but it's really one of those things that's short. Um (laughs) <laughs> and um, what we want to do is um, we wanted to... Is it recapture? Recapture, recapitulate. I don't, I'm unsure now. It's really funny. This okay. this is so, hardly where I get at a loss for meanings and definitions and that's words. True. That's true. But Somebody, um, somebody in our audience, uh, Google that and let us know. Yeah. There's another <laughs> word that we use uh, that's really short, a shortened version of something that I had read up on recently and it was um, the, the word that goes with it is much, much, much longer. I wish I could remember the word right now. I was going to say most, get a, most words that we shorten. Right. I mean, imagine if we shortened abbreviation to a brief, 
<laughs> I mean, abbreviation is a very long r- word to describe something that we shorten. It's true. <laughs> and yet you go the other way, too, because we there are countries and, and English speakers out there that have shortened the word tattoo because that is too much to say. They just get a tat. Oh, yeah, tat. Really? It's hard. Is that a tit for tat? Or... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the last thing I want is for that to sound the wrong way, because this technically is a family show. Um, but tit for tat, obviously, we know what that means. We do. You smack well, me and say, I smack you. Right. Or you scratch in, my in, back in and American I scratch my, vernacular. your back. Which... <laughs> Which is a good introduction for what it is that we're going to talk about today. So our next cocktail code is element. the optim element cocktail code element. Thank you for for forcing me to avoid abbreviating that whole thing. <laughs> um, is optimism and woo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> see optimism woohoo right so <laughs> I'm a little punchy today. <laughs> So, um, for me in particular, um, if you were to ask me which one of the elements from the cocktail code or the brain's hardwired system deserves or warrants the most explanation or the one that really gets my nerve up the most is the optimism one. Because uh, technically, we need to really differentiate what optimism means versus positive. Yes. And so positive is a more of a property, such as in electromagnetism or, 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 or electrons or electricity, where you have a positive and negative ends um, that both serve equal value and purpose in producing an effect. Whereas optimism is really a factor of the true version of what choice is and or um, unlimited information constructive processing. Right. So um, that, that, that needs to be made clear. And while we can also try to offer many, many examples about what optimism is and what we like to call cognitively correct language in terms of guiding and instructing young children, then we can go on ad infinitum or forever and ever or infinitely or (laughs) any of those things. Yep. Right. So um, the first thing that comes to mind is do you want to say something about optimism before I rattle on Babylon? Well, it's it, so what keeps coming <laughs> on in my head as you were saying this is that it, it optim, optimism in the English language um, has been turned into optimistic mm-hmm. as opposed to optimal. Yeah. And optimal and optimistic are, are very different. If you it's if you say to someone, um, approach this in an optimal way, they would approach whatever it is in in the best, most efficient, most cost efficient, whatever whatever the components needed for that task or whatever it is you're asking, in the in in the best or again 
most efficient, what the other adjectives that I use, trying to describe the word optimal. However, if you say approach that in an optimistic way, they'd be like, I'm so happy to do yeah, this. Let's just do this. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Like yeah. I did earlier. It's just like throw the happy-go-lucky factor in there. So the the word optimism, because it has the same root word of the Latin, whatever that is, I don't, right. I'm sorry, I, I'm unfamiliar with that. Um, so it, people will take that whichever way they want to go with that. Whereas we really believe it to be, as far as I'm concerned, the optimal avenue mm-hmm. as opposed to just the positivity or the, you know, optimistic avenue. Right. Right. That's that's a that's a good point. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, because people tend to think that when we, you know, think optimal and if they attach the concept of optimism, it means dealing with only these, what I like to describe as hunky-dory, happy-go-lucky senses or feelings or thoughts. But right. um, but what it really means is to take whatever task or issue is at hand and extracting or optimizing, which would be the true meaning of it, optimizing all of the variables that are involved in there. So while people like to talk again about failure, like what is the optimal piece of information in this process that is that we either want to approach or that has already been done, right? So um, the most optimal factor in a process might very well be the mistaken part. It could be. Yes. It could be the least optimal factor. Yes. But when we're strategizing or analyzing for something that we want to complete, we need to include all of the variables. Right. The most optimal variable, which is the one that will provide the most information, it could be something that we would never look at as an optimistic factor. Mm-hmm. But what makes it optimal is that it's providing the most information to come to either a resolution or a solution. But that also leads us to what we call the optimizing way of thinking or the computational way of thinking where all of the variables need to be included. Now, when we're doing proper uh, optimal thinking or um, computational thinking, we may find that one variable is, um, is going to impinge on the whole process. And it either needs to be eliminated or it needs to be replaced by something else. So in that case, we we still need to do the math. Um, what's difficult about talking about proper optimization is that we do have to go into the domain of speaking about the fundamental principles of math, mm-hmm. which are which are fundamental to all of the elements in the cocktail code. Mm -hmm. But again, when we're talking about math, we're talking about most math, everything that we do is a mathematical process and most math is non-numerical. Right. 
So what is the optimization? So for instance, we we did mention a, a situation. So if we're optimization also means that we're we're taking into account the the supreme ability of the human brain to do precognitive information processing, like looking at a whole process in in the abstract or in our theorizing or hypothesizing or planning uh, intents. Uh, and then we we include all the variables that go there. And then we mush them all together. We optimize them together or synthesize them together and put it into action. Right. So one of the underlying features of optimization, real optimization or optimal information processing is really to uh, create a plan. And also it is from this feature that we get the authentic meaning of what it means to have a choice between things. And of course, you know, as you know, I know this is a ridiculous example to some people, but I like to use the example where people always say you have a choice and, you know, where brain development is concerned, uh, w- one of the one of our features that we want to provide for people is the choice to create a full spectrum or a basis for a full spectrum of full brain potential. Yeah. Or stick with the one that you have. Now, if you want to choose sticking with the one that's been used for 50,000 years then that's fine. Then that you have a choice, but you have a choice only because the full brain potential option is being, has been optimized and is being offered. And you may say, well, I just like that. I like the old fashioned brain where we only use some of our information processing potential. Well, okay, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. You have a choice, but as things stand now, there's only one choice. The only choice within that choice is that you could use the 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 less optimal version of the limited <laughs> version of our cognitive potential, or you can optimize it to its greatest degree. Right. But <clears throat> in order to really fulfill the processes of optimal information processing, we need to consider all the parts and pieces that go into it. So, of course, intuitive intelligence is part of that. So again, when we it's on every coin, right? Let's just take let's just it's take on every coin. right. Let's <laughs> let's just take an example that people. What were you, the hand movings you were doing? The hand moving. Oh, you were doing. <laughs> you were mentioning what? an example. I hear this all the time. So, um, you know, where people uh, use negated. Uh, instructions which is wrong because mm-hmm. we're negating the verb mm-hmm. verbs are the main part of speech in any language in any sentence and so instead of it gives op- us information it gives us the most information in the sentence so, so instead so of optimizing it removes de- exactly all information it re- it devalues the information or the possibilities or the infinite and optimal possibilities for information. So we devalue the verb by sticking 
a negation in front of it, and then we offer one choice of one negative consequence. Well, sorry. Do we even want to claim that as a choice? Right. but It's a consequence. Right. But the thing is that people are very unaware of the fact that we teach children in this way, and we completely inadvertently and unco- you know unconsciously did i say that um fail to realize that the language we're using is coding the brain for this one negative consequence and then when they're young and then we want people when they get older especially when they get to teens to optimize the decision making process when it comes to making choices, Mm -hmm. but the original language failed to code for optimal information processing or optimal choice making decisions in addition to the lack, which, which then forms a more sophisticated version of, of computational thinking or what is called in some businesses, they use this. And I learned this from some of my LinkedIn connections and I've been fascinated with it because it's very consistent with computational processing. It's uh, unfamiliar as far as I can tell in America. It's popular more in in Europe and more in the Eastern world, what they call the SWOT, strategic SWOT, S-W-O-T, analytics, where they really do proper planning beforehand and they include all the variables. But if you say to a child, for instance, don't chew your food with your mouth open. Okay. Or yes. don't don't talk, don't talk with talk your mouth to me with your mouth full. Right. Rather than saying we keep our mouth closed while we're chewing the food, or in the other instance, please finish chewing your food, and I'm ready to listen to what you have to say as well after you swallow the food. <laughs> right. Um. So. Um, you, where's the choice in that? Well, the, the, the child has the choice there to finish chewing the food and swallowing it, of course, and then saying what they want to say, unless they suddenly decide that they'd rather say nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's a very, very simple, uh, example. But the point is that you want to children to do what it is you're asking them to do. Don't chew with your mouth open. We tend to think that kids will automatically do the hypothetical reasoning thing and go, hmm, daddy wants, daddy said, don't chew with my mouth open. That means I should chew with my mouth closed like we tend to think we assume that kids do this hypothetical inverted reasoning thing and that's a mistake that too many people make Mm -hmm. and when people say well actually it's okay to say no like that argument i had with that neuroscientist that kept having to tell me she had the phd like kids are are in order for us to trust their abilities, we need to tell them what it is we trust that they can do. The brain responds to that. It's like magic. If Even if you believe that saying no or don't is okay and that the it makes zero difference to the brain, well, 
why, if it makes zero difference, why do the negative consequential information processing? Do the optimal information processing then. Right. Sure. So chew with your mouth closed, please. Because if you say don't chew with your mouth open, again, children, especially at the four-year-old level, they are, their brain is really craving the pieces of information and codes for what is going to be their optimal reasoning possibilities when they get to the preteen and teen years. So it's important to establish and imprint those codes. Right. Okay. And also for a lot of parents and zero judgment here, but all they want their kids to do is do what they tell them to do. Well, if you want them to do what you tell them to do, then get the brain on your side. The way you get the brain on your side is to use cognitively correct language. Even Mm -hmm. if that's all you think you can do in your parenting skills or all you want your kids to do, at least you're setting them up for being a, a, a much more competent person in terms of how they will choose to use their own brains. Because guess what? Parenting is brain development. So whatever you believe in, whatever the case may be, that's what parenting comes down to. Mm-hmm. So even if you found out only after you had kids that this was something that maybe if you knew more about it before you had kids, you might have went, hmm, I wonder whether I should have had kids or maybe I should only had two instead of four um, uh, or whatever the case might be. Uh, but everything in life comes down to brain development. I know a lot of people think it's about religion or about politics or about economics, but whatever it is that goes on in life, it comes down to brain development, relationships, yep. social development, whatever the case is, it comes down to brain development. So yes. let's optimize the brain. That's what we want to do. Yes. And the way to optimize the brain is to use language. The way to use language is to give verbs their full value. The way to give verbs their full value is to say exactly what it is that you want done. The four-year-old brain especially will respond to that. True. And it also conveys the idea that you can trust children to do certain things. You could trust the brain. And it gives children that. And even if you felt that you were unable to trust the brain before, you will start witnessing for yourself how cognitively correct language or optimal information processing in language codes allows the brain to respond. And then, you know, you can have this, okay, reversed slight, whatever you want to say, reversed engineer process where you start learning how to trust abilities. Right. And... This is one of those ways in which even adults can start revamping their own cognitive processing as they witness how children respond. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end that there today in terms of optimism for okay. the cocktail code. And if anybody has any questions, then they can always email us. And what is our email, by the way? Gotbrainpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, wow. Gotbrainpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. In case it's missing on the podcast site. So we want you to know. You can always write in, email us your questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I said, this is an area that 
we can talk on forever. This yes. particular, this particular one. Yes. Okay, so for now, and then our next cocktail code element, element will be um, it will be communication. Yes. And actually, there's two C's in cocktail code. So the other one is uh, creativity. But there's also subdivisions of communication and creativity, which are charity and curiosity. So we may smush those four C's You're together. Smushing. I'm smushing You're because the four-year-old brain is a smushing <laughs> pro. It's everything is smushed together. You're smushing, and this is important for intuitive intelligence events. So smushing is, I like this word. You do. I I'm unsure I, why, I but think, smush. I think definitely every podcast this year. I probably use the word used, smush. You've used smush. I have to use the word smush. Okay. Oh, is that it? Is I'm, that a, is that a, is that a it's a un. It's is a, that a resolution? It's for a universal. It's a universal law. <laughs> it's the easiest way of saying that everything's interconnected. Okay. Okay. Uh, we will say so long. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you.